You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Listen, people, 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'atha, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi Hotep family. Hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today, a great weekend, and hope you get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do, and have the will to do it. And hope the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But of course, if it is not, and it has to get done, it must be done. Even in those conditions uh, that's just about to hit, 
you know, South Carolina. Yeah, man. Just about to hit South Carolina, right in the area where our people were shipped across the ocean at, you know, Charleston, South Carolina. Many of our people entered. And it's just about to hit. So pray for the people at in South Carolina. You know, more importantly, pray for our, our people, our ancestors. So this is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, and 8 to 10 Pacific. But if you can listen to this program live, you can always go to the archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Other ways you can access those programs that are dated and titled, just go to whatever search engine you use, put in babaoshi.net. B A B A O S H I.net. Babaoshi.net. And once again, programs that are dated and titled. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening. Uh, once again, um, Black Reality. Now this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And there are programs that are on hiatus, and hope hopefully those programs that are on hiatus will come back. We need more programming. <laughs> but on Tuesdays from 8 to 10, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. I talked to Dr. William Rogers. He's doing much better. He has been under the weather, so to speak, and so his program hasn't aired for a few weeks. And But uh, it will not air this Tuesday, or they will not have the Saturday program either. But it, they will be back, so that's great news. On Thursday, Mississippi on the move, the Black Liberation Movement from 7 to 8 on Thursday, from 7 to 8 on Thursday. If it's Friday and it's 8 p.m. Eastern, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. Once again, the uh, elders of Sankofa, the Sankofa Council of Elders, will not be on uh, this Saturday from 7 to 9, but they will return. Sunday at 7 p.m., time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses, is webuyblack.com. Get everything. I mean, get everything you need from American African-owned businesses, webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans. Africa for the Africans, Brother Bomani Tayemba. He's he's ready to take uh, uh, our people back home. Give them a trip of a lifetime. Go to AfricaForTheAfricans.org because everything you need is right there. His upcoming trips, November 17th to the 28th of this year, $4,000 to Tanzania. 20, December 24th to January 5th of 2023, $4,000 to Ghana. March 30th to April 10th, 2023, $3,800, Senegal and Gambia. May 24th to June 5th, 2023, $4,000 to Ghana. July 20th to July 30th, 2023, $4,000 to Rwanda. November 16th to the 27th, 2023, $4,000, Tanzania. December 24th, to January 4th, 2024, for $4,200, South Africa. 
March 29th to April 9th, 2024, $3,800, Liberia. Brothers and sisters, everything you need is on the website. If you want to look at purchasing land, if you want to invest in things that are happening, or you want to prepare yourself to repatriate, be a part of a Pan-African community, all that is on africafortheafricans.org. If you want to see videos or previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani2007 for videos. If you want to see pictures, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. Okay? And if you want to give the brother a call, because he's in town, 404-931-9429. 404-931-9429. Africafortheafricans.org. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated, and they're getting ready for the Kashi Project, the uh, the rollout date. It is happening October 15th, a few weeks away. October 15th. You know, I mean, they, they've been... They've been doing great work, you know, and I, I, I tried. I, unfortunately, I can't support everybody financially, you know, but this is one I would love to support, but I'm supporting so many others. <laughs> but I think it's necessary for us to support entities that are happening, you know. Yeah, support entities that are happening. Because, I mean, what they're doing is just great, you know. In fact, let me just read you a little bit about what's happening with the Kashi Project. Kashi is the name in honor of the world-renowned Ghanaian ethnobotanist Dr. Kwaku Adu. Dr. Adu was dedicated to research in ethnobotany and traditional medicine. And he was a dedicated, and he was dedicated to Ghana. In his footsteps of Dr. Adu, we are committed to our people. Ghana has sustainable sustainability through natural resources. Kashi will provide a sacred space for researching the ancient traditions of sustainable housing, holistic healing, and organic agriculture. Additionally, Kashi will be a safe space for people of African descent to heal from the negative effects of the of this captive trade, along with Arabs and Europeans and anybody else and the colonization. We are finally, we are finalizing phase one of the Kashi to include five eco, five echo domes, four echo octorooms. Those are the buildings. So when you go online, you'll see those buildings that they're already up. I'm saying they're having this opening. They're having this opening in a few weeks, October 15th. A bamboo pavilion bamboo treehouse, a solar car park, and laundry facilities. Through various fundraising efforts, Habasha is committed to doing our part to build Kashi in Africa. But we can't do it alone. No, they can't. They need, still need your help. They always will. You know? So, Habasha Incorporated. All right, brothers and sisters. HabashaIncorporated.org HabashaIncorporated.org Ledge. The Ledge program, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics that deal in the four areas of human existence. Food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects in six countries in Africa with over 170 employed. 
over 170 employees and over 260 members. Become a member of the Ledge Group. You know, that's right. Ledge. Environmental Development for Group Economics. Abibiatumi. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I dot com. Abibiatumi dot com. Go to abibiatumi.com. Sign up, sign in. Whatever you got to do, become a member. Make that one of your places that you go to. You can reach this program by through bbatumi.com. And like I said, this is an African site coming right out of Africa. So sometimes you got to, you know, it's like right now. Let me see. It'll move now. Yes, it will. It'll move now. A bbatumi is dedicated to complete and total liberation of, of Kemetic people, African people, and modern Kemetic lands of African people throughout the African world from under the domination of Eurasians and their anti-African, anti-African collaborators. As such, Abibiatumi seeks to reclaim and to create systems and tools designed by African people for the benefit of African people in the interest of complete and total African liberation, self-preservation, self-determination, and the survival in each and every area of human activity. Totally, total sovereignty Abibiatumi is about continuing the work of our ancestors by restoring Ma'at. Abibiatumi is about African liberation. African liberation is about the freedom to learn and of who we are, our ancestors, and the freedom from being who we are not, that those inculcated by the oppressors, those who have been inculcated by the oppressors. The Kimenu, we have a commitment to the survival, advancement, and maximization of the fullest manifestation of Kimenu potentiality of the new world. We are committed to creating and maintaining the space that will permit us to develop the necessary skills and motivation and drive to create the necessary focus on individuals and collective to reconstruct the commit new personality and the African world toward the commit new survival thrust. Social organizations refer to the interactive uniting of a number of persons into a group who through this structure, use of their aggregated resources, act to achieve the group's purpose and goals. Not an Amos Wilson, blueprint for black power. I say, I say. Smy Pharmacy. Smy Pharmacy, contact my good brother, brother, brother Jabril at 731-327-6229. That's 731-327-6229. Brothers and sisters, if you want to contact someone to talk about the health issues this that you're call having, may be recorded or transcribed. you need to contact Brother Jabril. If you want to use email, go to smipharmacy at gmail.com. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. The MosesWestFoundation.org. MosesWestFoundation.org, brothers and sisters. I just talked to Apollo. Uh, we're going to have a good conversation next week, Friday, from Jacksonville. Uh, part of the, the machine is going to be there by Wednesday. And I thought it was there. I hadn't contacted anybody, but I did get a hold to Apollo today. And, uh, the tank is there now in Jacksonville and some other things that they're doing to prepare for it, to make it happen. Brothers and sisters, if you, if you are 
thinking about a water machine, a atmospheric water generator, AWG. If you think about that technology, you can contact this radio program. I will work with Brother Paulo and Brother Moses West. Because the reality is this. When you see these catastrophes, one of the first things that's all messed up, along with everything else, all the infrastructure, water. But water is still there all around them. Water is there. But they don't have access to drinking water. And that's what AWG provides the access to clean water. When you have storms like that, water surges, man, a water surge, that's what really kind of messed stuff up in, in uh, the Gulf area of Florida near, you know, uh, St. Petersburg and so forth, Tampa, moving into the central part of Florida. And then now, close to, as it moved northeast, in, in, in near Jacksonville, now it's off the coast and it's about to hit South Carolina. It's about to hit South Carolina big time. It's, it's going into the uh, into those warm waters, gathering up, and it'll probably when it hit South Carolina, it might be two, three hurricane because it made landfall uh, in in um, on the east in the Gulf area of, of Florida as of category four, but it might be a category two or three at the most. Who knows? I'm not a meteorologist. I don't know. But what I do know is they're going to need help. They're going to need water. Jacksonville needs water. Many places around this country, many places around this world need water. Talking with Apollo too. For those who are listening to this program, uh, there will be a uh, link on the program, uh, excuse me, on his site, where you can directly contribute to Water for Africa, be it Nigeria, be it Ghana, be it Kenya, whatever the need is most. Well, obviously, right now it could be um, the Sudan, because once again, some brothers and sisters, you know. <laughs> In, in that eastern part of Africa, Ethiopia, Ethiopia, it is a necessity. That's why I'm, I'm saying is that to, we need to develop this technology. The, the technology is there. We need to put the money together to make more and more machines on the mass production and get them out there. In talking with Brother Apollo, that in Jackson, Mississippi, where they have about 180,000 people, maybe a little less. But if you had four, six of those machines that can produce water the way the one can produce, the one that was in Flint, that it will now be in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, you can provide water for the whole community. But we're going to talk more about that next week with Brother with brother Apollo, uh, the MosesWestFoundation.org, brothers and sisters, the MosesWestFoundation.org. Well, Dada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar this weekend, of course, every Saturday and Sunday, they serve vegan food at Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. Uh, every day, they have delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and pastries and health food and health, all kinds of good stuff, man. See, moss and everything like that. 
you know, it's a health market. It is a health food market. Come check it out right across the street from Soul Veg, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, which is okay open on Saturday and Sunday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 1 to 7, from 1 to 3 on Sunday at, at uh, the Shrine. So check out Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, uh, the Meddu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall, the Meddu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall open from 12 to 6 on and from ten to from ten to nine, excuse me, Monday through Saturday, and twelve to six on Sunday, the men do books. A fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, T-shirts, and you name it, all kinds of good novelties. The men do books. Give Mama Nia a call. 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia, east of here, off of I twenty I twenty East. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Brothers and sisters, give Brother Kazemde a Jamu call at 770-305-6373, 705-6373. And um, if you're looking for a book, you may have it. If he doesn't, you'll get it just like it would at uh, at the Meddu. He has a lot of good stuff there. T-shirts, the red, black, and green shoes, all kinds. I mean, a nice coffee bar. So check out Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. And just east of where the Black Dot is, also right off of I-20 going east towards Augusta, the next exit up, it's 75, is Turner Hill Road. Exit Turner Hill Road, make a right, and go down three lights and make another right. And on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market, the new Black Wall Street Market right there for you. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people every Thursday night. They had the Thursday night broadcast last night from 9 to 10 on Blog Talk Radio. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU and you can listen right on your computer. But if you want to call in to listen, you can do that as well. And you also can give your opinions, your comments, questions, or concerns by dialing 929 477 2789. That's 929 477 2789. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop located in Macon, Georgia, 2019 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Open from Tuesday through Sunday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Give Brother Bija a call at 478 256 1166. That's 478 256 1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop and Brother, he has it all. They even have a restaurant, a vegan restaurant in Homeland Village. I'll tell you. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense, your one stop natural shop located 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. For more information, contact my good sister, Shelly Amonset, at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay-Haiti.org. Sister Gabby is doing great work in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E-Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I.org. Sanjay-Haiti.org. Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness every Friday from 4 to 6 Eastern Time 
every Friday, 4, 4 to 6 Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. On Blog Talk Radio, Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Give my good brother a call, Brother Youssef Muhammad, former president of the IABPFF like I am. Give him a call at 563-999-3889. That's 563-999-3089. From 4 to 6 today, Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Occupant Institute. I'm quite sure there's something that happens before the Kibuka, but I'm going to announce the Kibuka all the way to the time that it's going to happen because this is the 17th annual Kibuka. That means remembering the middle passage through the eyes of our ancestors. It is a reenactment. It's just deep with Baba Barudi and Mama Yah. Once again, the other day, Friday, Wednesday, was Mama Inya's birthday. And... Uh, it's a beautiful woman, beautiful sister, good family. And uh, so November 19th, November 19th, Saturday, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time at the Sweet Spot, located 675 Metropolitan Parkway here in Atlanta. Give uh, Mama Inyai or Baba Barudi a call at 404-753-7237. 404-753-7237. Also, too, if you want to donate for the school, if you don't want to use uh, the old way of sending a check of money order out to Occupant Institute, P.O. Box 10786-30310 in Atlanta, you can use PayPal or Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign, Yah, Y-A-A, the letter M, and then Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I. And you can make your contributions that way. You can one, one time or monthly, whatever. Occupant House. Occupant House, he, those were, that's where you can get the books about Baruti. And uh, I'm finna go get into one right now. That's the Inye Sesim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. The Inye Sesim. September 29th. Nations must reap what they sow. Let me repeat. Nations must reap what they sow. And when you consider what has happened to us, all the nations pretty much are going to reap what they sow. Drusilla Dungy Houston. Now, if you know me and you listen to this program, you know how much I have lots of love and respect for Drusilla Dungy Houston and her book, The Wonderful Ethiopians of the Ancient Kushite Empire. Because she has a quote about our history that is very profound. She said, I have dug up an irrefutable arsenal of facts. Not even cowardly research in our scholarship could dare not refute. Said, how can a leadership point the way forward that is utterly ignorant of the past? There are so many so-called leaders of our people. They have no idea. In fact, when your ass is steeped in that Bible shit, oh, damn, Oshie, I'm sorry. When you are steeped in Christian, Christian religion and even Islam, you don't have no understanding of African history and nor do you want it. Nor do you want it. But she says, I have dug up an irrefutable arsenal that they can dare not refute. So how can a leadership point the way forward that is utterly ignorant 
of the past. And I maintain that is our problem. Drusilla Dungy Houston. We are dealing with a people who cannot live with restraints, moral or otherwise. A people who cannot be wrong. A people who cannot be healed because they do not see themselves as truly sick or they do not see their sickness as curable. Insane people who know they are insane and see their insanity as fundamental to their survival do not want to become sane. And the recognition that one is mentally ill, especially if repeatedly told by different socially and culturally unrelated people, must come from an internal awakening. For those people who do not know who they are, we cannot make them see themselves for what they are because they do not want to see themselves. Moreover, it wastes precious time that we need to heal ourselves. It wastes precious time trying to get forget them, kick them to the curb. They know that the public confession of who they really are would undermine all rationalizations for their privilege. Affirm, I issue no warning to those who are irreparably insane. Affirm, I issue no warning to those who are irreparably insane. September 30th, the last day of September, September 30th. Armed with the knowledge of our past, we can with confidence chart a course for our future. Culture is an indispensable weapon in the freedom struggle. We must take hold of it and forge the future with the past. Brother Omar Wally, Malik El Shabazz, Malcolm X. I have been told by Africans, despite, excuse me, desperate to identify as nothing other than American, that they will follow no tradition. I have been told by Africans, desperate to be, desperate to identify as nothing other than American, that they follow no tradition that's why I had to read it again man because there's so many Negroes that in itself is an is an asinine statement because everything people do is based on a tradition beyond raw instincts tradition is the collection of logical beneficial acceptable habits internalized by a dynamic thriving community intent on survival and extending itself into the future culture provides the parameters of tradition the cultural Sealy provides the parameters of the culture. So when these traditions, which may seem new or odd in a particular society, somehow fall within the bounds of those people's culture in Sealy, or they will be suppressed or removed and lost from, fox, from functional memory. When you operate within someone else's tradition as if it were your own, you literally have no social decision-making power and are culturally barren. I have no tradition and, and, it, and it empowers me. I have tradition, excuse me. Affirm, I have tradition and it empowers me. Affirm, I have tradition and it empowers me. Power. Last Friday and Thursday and Friday last week, uh, Dr. Wade Nobles, who was really one of the persons who helped with the um, Dr. Asa Hilliard conference along with the Hilliard family, Patsy Joe Hilliard and all the children 
I sat with him at the dinner table. It's great, beautiful people, beautiful people. And um, Dr. Wade Nobles, I'll, we'll have him as a guest very soon. Just got to work it out with him. And um, I told him, I said, you have the most, you have the best definition of power. You have the most definitive definition of power that goes along with what I just read. The ability to define reality. That's what power is. It ain't voting. It ain't education. It ain't information. It ain't politics. Power is the ability to define reality. Imagine if we could define reality and shape and fashion that reality in our image and in our interests. Asking nobody for nothing. Doing it all. That's what will happen when we come into that reality and that cultural tradition of who we are. That's what will happen when we go to the motherland and work with brothers and sisters on the continent and take it over. Africans and American Africans taking it over, working together. Power. That's power. The ability to define reality. Not money. Not voting. Not politics. No. When you operate within someone else's tradition as if it were your own, you literally have no social decision-making power and are culturally barren. It is theirs, not ours. October 1st. The best way to predict the future is to create it. Divine Bradley. Can you imagine a world where ma'at is the norm? Where it is spoken and acted by Africans toward each other? And those deserving of our respect with our ancestors' precision and reverence? Can you imagine us being brought back in line with honorable traditions where love is truly reciprocal and altruistic? Can you imagine a world where being spiritual is a way of life, not a silly masquerade? Can you imagine a people who, again, form a timeless circle without rupture? Can you imagine a people who act as if being civil to each other defines them as a civilization? Can you imagine a time and a place without predators, without prey, where generosity and kindness are not taken for weakness and where selflessness and meanness are not prized aspirations? In this time and place, our sisters shed more tears of joy than pain and brothers practice for peace, not war. Here, our righteous rage has been satisfied and war against Africans is never uttered for fear of the terror it would unleash on the fool. Can you imagine a world where truth is common and lies disbelieved because of their source, where African people can again be whole? If it is to happen, we will have to make it happen. We will have to do it. Nothing which brought us to this merit will change on its own. Things will only change through the will and force of those who recognize evil and its gluttonous, malevolent, jealous intent and who firmly believe in the righteousness of our cause. 
Affirm. I'm imagining an African world into reality. Affirm. I'm imagining an African world into our reality. The Inye Saysim of daily revolutionary thought. Wow, family. Peace. Where do I begin today? I wanted to talk about, you know, um, Brother Paul from across the pond, Brother Marcus, who is from, uh, you know, from Jamaica, Research West. So many of you, I, I shouldn't name names, but so many of you constantly send me, you know, like Ralph, send me all kinds of clips and stuff like that, and I really appreciate it, and, and, you know, and um, let me see if I got enough time to do this one. South Africa, stone circles, I thought this was very interesting because, you know, we you've seen crop circles, you've seen all kinds of things, and like in, in Peru, diagrams that are on the ground that only could have been done because they're so perfectly lined, you know, that somebody from the from hundreds of feet in the air could have to, you know, yeah, yeah, perfectly done, you know. So yeah, I tell you. Let me see what I got. Did I put that set up? No, I'm gonna gonna do this. The ancient connection, the South African stone circles. And I hadn't heard from heard about the South African stone circles. But there's so many other miraculous things that have happened on this planet that really causes us to really think, you know. As I was talking to um, a brother about um, Great Pyramid K 2019 and how these pyramids were built and how looking at it, you know, we got to think that someplace, something, some way, other than what has been told about how they were built and who built them previously, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense physically. It doesn't make sense. You know, when you have stone, you know, one ton is 2,000 pounds. You got five tons. That's a 10,000 pounds. I don't think there's any way that you could put that stone that did that you can go you know down river or up river really you're going up river because the river flows the Nile flows from south to north so you're going up river you're going against you know the flow of the river because you're going to need the flow of the river supposedly to go back the other way so you're going up river to a quarry where you have copper and bronze tools. They're not the strong. They're not steel. They're not iron. Where you supposedly can cut these stones perfectly. How could they be so perfect? And when you see them today, even how it looks as jagged as they look today, because the limestone covering that were on the pyramids, they came off from an earthquake and they came off because Arabs. Uh, who moved in into 
Kemet and now claim Egypt for as its own, used them for mosques and other buildings. But even though the stone is exposed, still from a distance, they're perfected. They are perfect. The silhouette of them are perfect. How could that happen? How could we do that? Now, the other explanation then is aliens. That's the other. That's the only other explanation that that could be because we could not have done it with the with the with the tools that we had. We could not have done it. So that so now some have argued that we had uh, mental uh, capabilities of levitating the stone. You know, I don't know. Uh, and if we did, then I don't know. If we did something, then we still. In the reservoirs of, of, of our minds and in and, and our history and the meditation that needs to take place, we could do it again. But I don't know about that. I'm, I'm not putting anything. I, what I'm putting a lot of emphasis in is in logic and rationality and more human sense of possibility. So they were poured. There was enough limestone at the site in the, in the Giza Plateau to build those pyramids, enough water, and water was irrigated to certain areas. They had the, the, the little cork thing, screw, like a screw that goes around and around and pushes, that grabs water and brings it up to higher elevations. We had that capability. So it was all there. And then, of course, the solar disk, like a big magnifying glass that, that could be used to melt chunks of granite to make the king's chamber, if you see the king's chamber is all granite. It's all granite. Everything built around it. So it couldn't have been, they placed it in there. They didn't have cranes. Some logic, brothers and sisters. That's what I'm saying. Some logic. So these these circles and they've seen crop circles before and they saw show how they made them and so forth. But these were made thousands of years even before the pyramids, the ancient connection, the South African stone circles. The South African stone circles are round, around megalithic structures that are scattered throughout the Southern African territory. The first estimate of the ruins was made in 1891 by a, a Caucasian, Theodore Bent, when he estimated there were about 4,000 circles. By 1974, the estimate had risen to 20,000 circles. Today, researchers and authority on the subject, Michael Tellinger, has estimated a number of ancient stone ruins to be almost a hundred thousand or possibly higher. These structures also have stone electromagnetic fields. They have a strong, these structures also have a strong electromagnetic fields capable of generating powerful tyroid fields. It's because of this peculiarity that Dr. Michael Tellinger decided to study some of them with a scientific approach and you can read more on this blog. About 280 kilometers west of the port of Maputo, the capital of Mozambique, 
The remains of a large metropolis were discovered. According to a conservative estimate, they occupied an area of about 5,000 square kilometers, kilometers. It was part of an even larger community, about 35,000 square kilometers, dating back to a period ranging from 75,000 to 160,000 years B.C. Wow. I mean, the Kemetic societies always we know, although they say that uh, the the Market, or what they call the Sphinx, is about 10,000 years old. But they put the Kemetic society at about 5,000 years old. And, and you're talking about 75,000 to 160,000 before the Christian era. The thousand gold mines discovered over the last 500 years indicated a vanquished civilization that was that has lived by digging for gold in this part of the world for thousands of years. If this region is the, really the cradle of mankind, we are likely analyzing the activities of the oldest civilization on earth. When the first explorers encountered these ruins, they took for granted what they were that they were cattle pens. They thought it were cattle pens made by nomadic tribes, such as the Bantu people, who moved south and settled in these lands around the 13th century, the 1200s. They never, there never was a historical evidence of any previous more ancient civilizations capable of constituting such a densely populated community, and little effort was made to investigate the site as historical location of the ruins was not known at all. The situation changed when researcher Michael Tellinger took care of it in collaboration with Johann Hein, Johann Hein, a local firefighter, a pilot and who observed these ruins over the years flying over the region. Hein had the unique advantage of seeing the number of scale of these strange stone foundations and knew their significance was not appreciated. In recent years, these ignomatic stone formations have been promoted along with the Bosnian pyramids as the oldest human structures on the planet. They can only, they can only be truly appreciated from the sky or through satellite, satellite imagery. And they show pictures of them, various of them, you know. It's really interesting. Many of them are almost completely eroded or have been covered by the movements of the soil made for agriculture over time. Some have survived well enough to to reveal their large size with some original walls standing up to nearly two meters high and over a meter wide in some places. Looking at the entire metropolis, it becomes clear that it is a well-designed community developed by an evolved civilization since the stone circles also seem to have been built according to a geometric proportion. And it's one diagram where they show how, you know, they, they're plotted and it's, it's really serious. The number of ancient gold mines suggests the reason why the community was in this position. Some rows extend for about 500 kilometers and connected to the various communities based on agriculture to trenches very similar to those found in the Inca settlements in Peru. 
a rough calculation indicates that the original roads would have required the use of more than 500 million stones between 10 and 50 kilograms each. The highlight of this area is undoubtedly the so-called Adams calendar. The discovery of Heinz had has opened a real Pandora's box allowing the discovery of numerous stone settlements that represents a fascinating and enigmatic new chapter for contemporary archaeology. It is estimated that there are over 20,000 ancient stone ruins scattered across the mountains of South Africa. Let me say that again. It's estimated that there are over 20,000 ancient stone ruins scattered across the mountains of South Africa. Archaeologists and anthropologists speculate on the origins of the mysterious ruins, often labeling them as a material of little importance and boycotting them. While the most attentive and possibly part of the scientific community glimpsed a completely new and surprising picture of the ancient history of African ruins and on the history of man in general. This finding is is in clear contradiction with traditional historiography, which explicitly insists on teaching that the most important and impressive civilizations appeared in Sumer, Sumer, in Egypt, or Kemet, and that there was nothing before them. Well, of course, we know that in the Sudan of Nubia, Kush, long before Kemet, in fact, they're the same people. They just moved northward. They followed the river and moved northward. And, and that is the oldest of the civilizations. But what it's saying is that this, these civilizations in South Africa, the stone circles, are older. The truth is that very little is known about these spectacular ancient ruins and that sadly many of them have been destroyed by sheer ignorance by forestry, farmers, and urban development. It is clear, it is clear that this immediately poses a huge problem for archaeologists and anthropologists and historians, given that the beginning of the history of human civilization is commonly placed no earlier than 12,000 years ago with the birth of agriculture. And it becomes even more complex when you realize that there, these are not simply isolated structures left by the migrations of hordes of hunter-gatherers, but real astrological observatories and temples of an ancient lost civilization that dates back many thousands of years. I'm going to try to look more uh, uh, into that. Just, wow, South Africa. That's uh, Research West. My brother, Research West. We're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we'll look at some more things that uh, I'm going to come and do that because people send me all kind of good stuff, you know, all the time. You know, good stuff to read, good stuff to listen to and watch. You know, and, and I know they want me to share it. And that's what I always want to do anyway. I want to share things. I don't want to keep things to myself. Because <laughs> knowledge should be shared. Ain't that, ain't that right, uh, uh, <clears throat> Jay? Knowledge should be shared. Well, you would you would hope that knowledge is shared. Sometimes people don't 
have the ability to process knowledge that's shared. But, uh, you know, it is it is what it is, Brother Ocean. How are you today, my good brother? I am well, Jay. I am doing well. And about you, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I good. decided to turn in a little earlier today. I had... I had a few minutes, man, so I said, well, let me call and see what Oshie is <laughs> checking, checking on, you know, talking about. What's, what's your topic of today, my brother? Well, you know, people send me stuff. I just read an article from a piece that Brother Research West sent me on these crop circles, on these circles, these stone circles in Southern Africa. And there are thousands of them, tens of thousands of them, you know. And and some some of them date back. They believe maybe seventy thousand years ago. You know the oldest civilizations that usually are mentioned are Sumer and of course Egypt. And but even in Egypt, the the civilizations of Kush and, and Nubia are older than they are. In fact, that's who they are. The Nubians and the Kushites moved northward. You know, following the river. You know. But these are, so I'm going to try to do some more research on that. So I appreciate that from Wes. And then I'm going to talk about some things that Paul sent me. I'm going to play some of those because people send me a lot of stuff. You know, they really do. Yeah, what, what, what was, what, what did Paul send you? Oh, man. Paul sent me a, uh, what I'm going to play from what Paul sent me is um, a few of them. I may play the one where the sisters at the, at this, at, this, at this table surrounded by Caucasians and, and basically saying the question, you know, would you trade places with me? You know, would you, knowing what you know, would you trade places with me? I, I'm, I might play that one about the, you know, of course, you <laughs> that's know. A hell of a, that's yeah. a hell of a question to, yeah, ask, it is. to ask the Negro KB. Yeah. You know, would they trade places with a, no. with a Urugu? I mean, yeah. You know, now if they wasn't Negro Peas and they do yeah. in history and understood their culture, they would they would tell them, hell no, why would I want to really? trade places with a ball of syphilitic pus? <laughs> there's, a, there's a piece by a former British soldier I want to play too, talking about the British monarchy. You know, I don't want to, I'm not going to play this one. He sent me on uh, the um, Caucasian chick in Italy who won the election. She's the prime minister of Italy who idolizes Benito Mussolini in fascism. I did that piece last week that the rise of fascism and uh, uh, Christian nationalism. In a well, series. you know, the thing with her is she'll serve a purpose until they have no more use for a black ass. You know, they have to get, they'll just get rid of her. Now the question becomes how much damage Right. Will she cause? It's just like I was talking with a with a brother the other day that uh, basically said that he would vote for Hershey Walker <laughs> before he would vote <laughs> for yeah. Warner. Yeah, that's crazy. And that he it? would vote for Trump before he would vote for Biden. Now, all of those individuals are problematic. Right. All of them have. Right. issues, but if you say that you'll vote for Hershey Walker before Warnock, then number one, you don't understand the role right. that you know they play in regards to politics. Right. And if you could say 
you could vote for Trump before you vote for Biden, then I mean I don't I don't know really what to tell you. I yeah. mean just just look at what Trump has done and look at what Biden has done. And even if Biden has been involved with some things that are not in the best interest of of black people, the reality is all white people are. Yeah. But to have someone who's blatantly a racist towards you and who don't give a damn about you and who will enslave you if given the chance, then I don't know, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I mean, because the bottom line is Biden hasn't really done anything at the present to hurt black people, but when he does try to do something to help black people, what happens? People like Hershey Walker and Donald Trump go on the attack. And the perfect example is him trying to help people with the student loans. Now, because the Republicans don't like it, what are they doing? Suing it mm-hmm. and stopping it. Right. So there's, there's, there's a little more to it that just beat, meets the eye. Always remember, a politician can only do one, do but so much as an individual. Right. It's the collective that could do more. Right. And you have it set up to where, as the way this system is, if you don't have 62 votes or you don't have 60 votes, Ain't nothing really getting done. And as we know, Republicans don't go along with anything to help everyday no, people. So I'll leave you with this final analysis. If 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 Hershey Walker is elected and he replaces Warnock, how the hell is black people gonna get anything done at all. How is anything going to be able to get done by black people? And how is Warnock, who clearly job is to introduce bills to get the other senators to go along with to be able to help? So, I mean, clearly, clearly sometimes we just don't get it. We don't we don't have well, a clear I think, perspective I, I, I think, Jay, on what you're dealing with. I think the clear understanding in this situation is that you're voting for Herschel Walker simply because they want to control the Senate and the House as Republicans. They don't get they, he'll be dictated to. He's not going to come up with any ideas. They'll tell him how to do and what to do. He's just a position like there are many, probably many others. The bottom line is Mitch McConnell. Uh, 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 all them other folks, they want to go back into the position that, that, that they were in so they can continue to do whatever they feel they can do or must do or want to do to benefit themselves at the expense of American people. So, but anyway, I'm a, I got a, another caller here I want to get to. And, uh, oh, oh, Brother Ralph, he was on, but he left. Come back, Brother Ralph, when you get a chance. And also, I want to get, take this break, Okay. So, hey, here, hey, oh, hey, Oshie, oh, can I say something, brother? Okay, yeah, go ahead, brother Ralph. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. First of all, I don't like dishonest people. All right, I mean, straight up. And when you get on the talk radio show and talk stuff, 
that you don't completely and you twist it the way you wanted to twist it, then you're, you, you know, I don't have no respect for you. And I'm talking about Jay. He asked me that question about like, uh, like uh, Warnock and this, that, and the other, and all that garbage. Now I'm not even, I'm not even a resident of Georgia. But first of all, I know Warnock is an enemy of our people, right? I understand that. So I asked him, what does he have to lose with voting for Walker? Because I know all Roland Martin and all these people talking points, they're going to make that man sound like a complete idiot, which he might be, Walker. But the thing about it, you got to think outside the box. And so if you got all these dem- – wait, hold, hold, let me talk, hold man, because you done ran your face too much. And <laughs> as a matter of fact, I lost all respect for this guy. So no. my point was well, – Hold on, gentlemen. Man, let me talk, Robert. Okay, I got let you. Let me talk. I got let you. me talk. Let me talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. Damn Go ahead. So my question is to you, Oshi, what benefit would you have voting when Warnock again when you know what he's going to bring? He already said that his allegiance is to the nation of Israel, not black people. Right. What, You're right. What, so what benefit do you have voting for Warnock over Walker? That was my question to Jay. What benefit do we have voting for Biden over Trump? None. And anybody say that we do is a fucking moron. And I'll end with that. Okay. All right. Boy, Ralph Cameron Strong. Man. <laughs> wow. Now, Ochi, now, Ochi, first of all, first of all, that's a whole bunch of a bullshit. Yeah. I never mentioned his name. Okay. So, so that right there, that right there goes to show the bullshit. Now, I'll answer the question for him. I'll answer the question, and hopefully he'll listen and get out of his emotions, because we both too old for that. Number one, if Warnock says his allegiance is to Israel, okay, so his allegiance is to Israel. Who do you think Walker's allegiance is to? Isn't it to Israel? They're all, yes, all of them. All the politicians. This is important. This is important. Most Republicans support Israel. So, as I said previously that he didn't get the point is that even though we have issues with Warnock, the thing is, Warnock is in a better position to do something for black people by having their interests on some level, like let's say student loans, let's say home ownership. Let's say education. Now, you know that we ain't get no money from the HB for the HBCUs. But everything that I'm just mentioning, in the audience listen and think about this, Hershey Walker is totally against it. Now he goes and he talks about Biden. Explain to me, explain to me what Donald Trump, when he was in office, other than tax cuts, did for black people. He ain't do nothing. And I'm benefiting from the tax cut, like a mofo. But now let me leave you with this, you. And everybody who's out there, think about this. When Donald Trump,
laws, he heard a whole bunch of black people that are homeowners based on the fact that he capped it at $10,000 on how much you could claim off of your mortgage. Now, I know people that were getting back 14 and more from their taxes, but Donald Trump capped it at $10,000. So the seven and eight and $9,000 that was lost, how did that help black people? Maybe something that he did that has helped black people while he was in office. He messed up trade. He didn't do anything to really help the HBCUs. He didn't change anything with discrimination and housing and things of that nature. Now, since Biden's been in office, what has Biden done to hurt Black people. Now let me let me close out with this. Please do. Hurry up. People get up. Uh, let me close out, please, okay. Oki. Okay. People get upset when they talk about Biden hasn't done nothing for black people, but he passed the bill for Asians in regards to discrimination and being attacked in those days. Let me say this, and everybody in the audience think about this. Don't that same bill apply to black people? You can't have a bill that applies to just Asians in this country, but don't apply to black people. The thing is where black people get confused is that he used the name Asian instead of blacks. Critical thinking. Critical thinking. Now, I know Ralph may be mad at me, but if he took a minute and think about all of the things that I just said and came back with a better argument, then he wouldn't have one. Because nothing that I said can be disputed and is wrong. And any clear-thinking person would know that, that ain't in their emotions. Okay. All right, Jay, just hang on, man. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timefromawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. You will be right back. You stay with us, family. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Brother Oshi. Yeah. But I, I was trying to call in. Okay. Can I be heard? Yeah. Let me let me let me put you on hold. 
Listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com. That, that conversation was getting serious here, so I, what I'm, I was planning on doing something, but... Uh, let me just get back to the phone line so we can clear some of this up and just give some folks a chance to, to weigh in on some things. Uh, 334-334, taking it in the order that I uh, these folks came in. Brother brother Ted, good afternoon. Brother Ted, okay. 404, 404, good afternoon. Yes, sir. Yahoo, Ochi. Yahoo, my brother. Right on. Research West. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
That, hey, that's some good radio. I, the only main event was better than that was uh, 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 Paul and my man Franklin Jones. But, they, hey, they, they going <laughs> neck and neck. But I love it. That's foul. Well, no, let me just say this, <laughs> man. Let me say this. I, I, I would it's all hope, good. It's all good. No, no doubt. But I, 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 I would hope that uh, there would always be some respect for uh, people's opinions and no, so no. forth, you know, and, and uh, yes, we can discuss those things, you know, legitimately. You know, so yeah, but yeah. Hey, but Ocean, did you get the article I sent you about what's happening in South Africa, man? Don't yeah, know. I got to get out of here, man. Well, let me tell about you that. Oh, no. Yeah, let me let me yeah let me tell you. I, I want to do some more research on those circles because they're saying those circles, those stone circles, uh, are seventy five thousand years old. I mean, if that's the yeah, case, yeah. Look here, Ocean. Yeah. But check this out. They emit a frequency, man, a resonance, a sound. Right, When right. you walk in the middle of them, you get healed, man. Yeah, the electromagnetic. So, uh, I mean, I, you know. That's man. That's why I'm surprised Renoko Rashid, even Carl, didn't even know about them things. They've been over there, man. Yeah. So I'm going over there. I'm going over there. As soon as I get all my ducks in a row, get all my old people paper, my yeah. Social Security, my Medicare, and all the other shit, I'm out of here, man. Yeah. I well, need them over here to fight over Earth. Well, yeah, I mean, let me tell you. Let me tell you what you should do. I mean, uh, let me tell you what yes, you sir. should do, or what you can do, or what you might want to do, is that uh, mm-hmm. brother, uh, <clears throat> brother Tahimba has a trip to South Africa yes, next sir. year. He has a trip to South yes, Africa, sir. and it's forty two hundred dollars. You know, that's all it is forty two hundred dollars mm-hmm. next year, and then you could make some connections. Go see for yourself. I'm not sure if they're going to be going to areas where those circles are, but apparently they're all over the place, you know. Mm-hmm. But because uh, I yeah. did, I did email, I did email my man, uh, what a name, Paul Brown from the uh, uh, Lead Group. Oh yeah, yeah Peter Brown. Article too, man. Yeah, 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 Peter Brown. Yeah, yeah, Peter but, Brown. Oh, I, I apologize to you, uh, Wes. It's December 24th to January 4th, okay, 2024. December 24th, so the end of next year, December 24th of next year into January 4th, 2024, for $4,200 to South Africa. Believe me, I think that might be the good move. And continue to do the research on that, Brother West. I'm agreeing with you, man. Although I never really truly wanted to go to South Africa because Caucasians still run South Africa. The bottom line is Caucasians still run every place uh, other than that, too, Namibia and, you know. So, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, it really pissed me off. I saw a video with mm-hmm. old damn she Deborah Karen over there singing, man, trying to get the energy, man. That pissed me off, yeah. man. When I saw that singing with a brother over there and our shit, man. Uh huh. That did, man. I, they need to get a run out. They need to get the fuck out of there, man. I'm tired of them, man. Yeah. All them damn yeah, dog nose fuckers. I'm tired of them, man. They got to go get out of our shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired of them, man. I'm tired of your damn dog face fuckers, man. You know all right, all right, I'm, all right. I'm gonna be quiet, I'm okay. Wrong, man. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> okay. I guess that's the energy uh, of my two brothers there in the room. I know, I tell you. Got up on me, man. <laughs> okay. Okay, brother. <laughs> okay, research. It, you bet. Thank you. I love you. You too, brother. Research West. 443-443. Good afternoon. Peace, brother Oshi. This is Irv Lewis from Baltimore. Hey, my brother. How you doing, Irv? Brother, I am I am good. I am listening to this spirited debate uh, that was going on here, and I 
I, I just wanted the brothers to know, and, and I felt it. It was it was all in love. I was yeah. saying, and it's nothing wrong with disagreeing. But what I would want the brothers to understand is that politics is compromise. That's what politics is. Yeah. Somebody gives. Somebody. You may vote for Biden, and he may do something that you love, but he may not do something for someone else that they love. You may vote for Herschel Walker. I don't vote for either one of them personally. I say uh, I, I, I fight in other. I fight. Yeah, I say I fight. I fight in other ways, mm-hmm. and there are other ways to fight. But let's let's be perfectly clear. Not to change the subject, but I want the brothers to understand that we've been colonized ourselves in this country with the miseducation of the Negro, and and I say that because I, I think I spoke to you before. I went I went to a, a a festival we had here in Baltimore really quickly, an Indian festival, and they had on Indian clothes and they had planned playing on the beat and the Indian music. And I'm like, wow, look at this, man. The little kids had on little clothes. They had dots on their head and some more stuff. I said, look at this, man. It's an Indian festival. I go to the African-American Cultural Festival. We stand there in European clothes. We're standing there. Nobody's got a dashiki on. There's no African food. There's no African language being spoken because we've been educated to eradicate Africa from our psyche. See, and that's where we need to get back to. Mm-hmm. If they have an African-centered consciousness, yeah. and if we yes. don't, we're going to keep arguing about about uh, Herschel Walker mm-hmm. and, 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 and Biden. I can give a damn about Herschel Walker and Biden. What I care about is the, are the children that are being indoctrinated into this foolishness that I was indoctrinated into. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, one nation indivisible. We're indivisible. That comes from the root <laughs> word divide. We've been divided. What are you talking about? Yeah. A bill isn't named. It isn't named black, but it covers us. Nothing covers us. We're not citizens. And you're damn right I'm upset. We've yeah. never been citizens. They wrote it down. Right. If you don't believe it. But I, yeah. Jay, I love Jay, and I love Brother Ralph, and I love everyone who calls this show, because if they call your show, it shows that they have some type of knowledge of who they are. Right on. And if we right. don't figure out who we are, we're never going to get anywhere, brother. I don't want to take up your time, but thank you for letting me speak. No, brother Irv. Brother Irv, thank you, my brother. I appreciate you, man. You know that. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. 404 697. 404 697. Hey, greetings, uh, Baba Oki. Good. Good afternoon, Sister uh, Taiba. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Okay, Sister Taiba. Saying bless. And powerful enjoying the show um well it was uh two things i just want to mention i uh i wanted to know if you were aware i, I hadn't heard you mention it about the black uh man march that's supposed to be tomorrow in atlanta and they were calling on people have have had you heard about that or i didn't know no, I, I have not i have and not. omar johnson is supposed to be Spearheading it too. He's supposed to be with the march. Dr. Umar Johnson. Yeah. Oh no, I, I, I'm surprised I haven't seen it. I mean, I, you know, yeah, no, I haven't. Okay, yeah, they were talking about it on WAOK. Okay. Uh, and and, and Umar Johnson had uh, he was being interviewed and spoke about it. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's, it's supposed to be tomorrow, and uh, calling on a lot of black men march and women that supported and going to I think they're going to some uh convention center or, or some some uh uh-huh. so I don't know the exact details. Okay, it's, well let me try media. to try to and if anybody has uh information <laughs> on it, 
you know, the march, where it begins, where it ends, what it's about and who it's for, you know, uh, please give me a call at 215-490-9832, 215-490-9832. Or even call me at my home number at 414-324-5796. So, because I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, I'm trying to get it. some more information about it, too. They're going to some uh, political office downtown uh-huh. uh, in Atlanta. I, so, but I'll try to get that to you. I, I just mentioned that. And um, so far as, uh, you know, they were speaking about Hertha Walker mm-hmm. and um, uh, the Reverend Erna Mornot. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I, I don't, I'm really opposed to um, Hertha Walker because, uh, you know, I, I mean, he's such a, uh, a liar and he beat his wife and, and he's also a Trump puppet. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trump is supporting him, so I know I, I could understand that that part of the discussion. Warnock is okay. I mean, but I'm not. I feel like Warnock is to be more a warrior for our people and make it get some more excitement about him. He, he's talking about um, his insulin that he's passing insulin. I want to talk about ending police brutality and the George Floyd thing. So you know, so I, I think that he he would be. Um, Wait a minute, you, now, you said. You said Warnock made ins- insulin more affordable yeah. for those who are diabetic. Yeah, that's, that's what he pushes it. when he does when he does his his advertisement for himself. Uh, well, that's a good that's he, a good thing that helps insulin for older people. Yeah, okay, well, well, that's that's a bet. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's good. That's, that's a good. good. Thing. Yeah, but I, I think I'd be more fired up if he was talking about some other things too, okay. like uh, sure. in the police brutality and you know mm-hmm. uh, some more Africans. Mm-hmm. Things. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Well, so, one thing that Brother Ralph he out of... like a fiery... What did you say? One thing that Brother Ralph was bringing out was the fact that, you know, he was a puppet for Israel. Well, to me, mostly all the politicians in this country are puppets <laughs> for Israel. Yeah. There's a there's a litmus test that you got to take. Are you going to support Israel? Do you support Israel's right to exist? You know? <laughs> that's something... That, that's, why I, that's why I have a lot of uh, admiration and love for Sister Cynthia McKinney. Because she didn't go yeah, along she was with the best one. She, she yeah, was oh, the no best doubt, one. she was the best legislator in the state, no doubt. You know, but of course she had to go. And there's other legislators, I'm quite sure, across this country who who uh, bucked that. And if they did, they would be gone, because that's how much influence, that's how much credence people in this country give to the state of Israel, to these European Jews. To these Euro- them Jew, them, them European Jews have no more right to that land than Absolutely. I would have. No, I mean, they, and they don't. But yet, you know, they they dominate and control Judaism. You would believe that they are the. You would believe that these European Jews are the ancient Hebrews. You know. Hey, can I ask you and Mama Bantu something right quick? Go ahead, Jay. And, and let's be honest and practical with one another. Do you think that Donald Trump and Hershey Walker support insulin for $35 for all people, all Americans, and mostly help black know, people right. because we have the highest, the highest incident of diabetes? Do you mm. think that they support that? I don't know, Jay, honestly. Sister, how you, I know for Abia? fact they don't. Because they both came out, the Hershey Walker and Donald Trump both came out against it. So the question no. becomes this. 
And this is practical. And this is all I'm saying is, if Warnock supports it, and it's going to help everyone, because the reality is this, and please understand this clearly, mm-hmm. the only person that Warnock could give his undying love to in this country that isn't white is Israel. Just like you just said, Cynthia McKinney stood up against Israel, and what did they do? They destroyed her. You can't name me one politician, white or black, that has came out against Israel and that has not been destroyed. You can't name me one Republican that has not come out for Israel. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So the question becomes, if you're in a position to help me as a black man with insulin or some other drug and lower the cost for my family, how the F am I going to be against you when you only one vote to the equation, but the other person that's running against you is against it and the president of the United States is against it? I just want to understand. That's my only argument. That's okay. what I'm trying to understand. Okay, Jay. All right, brother. Hold on. Sister Abia? Yeah. Okay. You right. Got, you well, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying he does some things that could help African people. Well, not. But I just wish he would just, uh, you know, have more. I mean, his, his just his. Well, sister, I, 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 I know, know you. I know where you're coming from. You wish that yeah. the politicians I mean, that are that are us King. would be more stronger. King. You wish that you wish that the politicians that are us would be more stronger for us as a people right. and us in our community and try to get resources and change things in our community. But the reality is, I, I agree with you, and I agree with you. But the reality is, most of the politicians, I would say, venture almost damn near all, go along with the line of the dictates of the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. And there ain't nothing about us. It's just like it's just like I heard this one piece about Mississippi and how bad things are in Mississippi. And the fact that Benny Thompson, who has been the congressperson in Mississippi for thirty some years and ain't a damn thing done, but yet he sits on that he sits on that uh, committee. You know, he's the chairperson of the committee, you know, and everybody's all you know, so, but yeah. Let me, um, yeah. Let me get some more folks in here. Three, three, four, three, three, four. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, brother Oshi. I'm just um, uh, listening in on the conversation on today to um, just try to uh, understand uh, what's going on. Um, trying to do for self and to improve myself, uh, especially through the dialogues that you've been having. Um, it's been interesting. Uh, another day uh, is uh, soon to be halfway done and uh, halfway completed. But uh, I, I uh, thank you so very much for picking my call. And as always, it's uh, a pleasure to listen right on. and to learn. All right, and sit my at brother. the feet of the elders. Okay. 
Thanks a lot, brother. Brother Ted Lust. Appreciate you. Have a you, great man. weekend, brother. You too. You too, my brother. Hope, hope as you, well as the listening audience. Peace. All right, brother. Peace. 215, 215. Good afternoon. Is that my big brother, Oshi? Yes, it is. <laughs> How you well, doing, brother? Blessings, brother. I'm, you... I'm gonna bring my boxing. I'm gonna bring my boxing gloves over to the station. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah, you know what time it is. You know what time it is, right? Yes, sir. This is the pull the wool over the sheeple's eyes time. You got mm-hmm. these people that come out. They don't never do anything. They always say they're going to do something, and then they call it. Oh, it didn't make it on the bill. We had to go around it and do something else with it. We had to reallocate funds for something else. And I'm going to tell you what happened to me. I had a guy running for a judge. Judgeship. Thank you. Guy running for a judgeship knocks on my door, asks for my signature. I come outside my door and I ask him one simple question. Peace and love, brother. I ask him, if I am arrested and brought before you, in your court, is there any type of leniency or anything you can do for me? He says, no, no, I'm a judge, you know. I said, well, can you put the cigarette out while I'm talking to you? He puts the cigarette out. <laughs> he puts the cigarette out. And I say, well, why in the F would I vote for you when there's nothing you can do for me? But perhaps lead me further into the, the lowest dungeon. So I say this to say that these politicians are out against these fleas and picks. With all of these stories about what they're going to do, which they have never done, I have never seen or felt anything different in my paycheck when I was working. I never felt anything different in my community. We still can't get the streets fixed. We got a thousand potholes on one block here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and they refuse to fix it. Mm-hmm. But if you go in the other neighborhoods, you'll see that the streets are repaved. They got new pipes underground. You know, the, the, the trash people don't throw their trash cans down on the ground when they get done dumping them. They stack them up nicely. And that's my point. Yeah. I'm tired of wasting my time on these fake people talking these lies to me. I'd like to line them all up and do the <laughs> pie thing. You know what I mean? You know, you take the pie, the three suits, and, sma- and smash them in the face for the pie. <laughs> Peace and blessings, brother. You too, brother T. Have a good weekend, my brother. Have a safe weekend. Have a safe weekend, brother. Peace to you. Peace (laughs) and love. Brother T. (laughs) But, no, let me just say this before I go back to some more callers. And we got a lot of callers. So, you know, if you want to get a call, if you want to talk, uh, hit star twice. And uh, dial 215-490-9832. I've never advocated voting I never put any faith into politicians. I have seen some politicians who I've admired. I admired Ernie Chambers in Omaha, Nebraska, a brother who was very serious about doing things in this community. I wonder if he's still uh, <clears throat> still in, in, in uh, state government. He was a state senator and uh, had a chance to meet him and talk with him. He was a serious brother, you know. But very few have the courage to stand on principle and integrity and to, and to deal squarely with, with the things that are happening in our community. We've had people who have been in politics for years and decades. When they brought out Elijah Cummings, who recently passed a couple years ago, and how messed up, and, 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 and maybe my good brother Irv can talk to this, because he's in Baltimore. I'm not sure exactly what district that uh, 
Elijah Cummings was in in Baltimore, but I was un, I understood or, or at least I was told or informed that his district was one of the most blighted and the poorest. And if he's been in politics that long and that still prevailed, there's something wrong. It's the same thing with many other politicians, especially those who, I mean, we're talking about some people who have been in politics and they're near 80 years old. Maxine Waters. You know, they've been in politics 30, 40 years. And they definitely need to develop, we need to develop secession plans for those politicians, but they can't continue on with what the previous politicians have done. They got to be fearless. They got to be more encouraging. They got to be more dynamic. They got to deal with the issues that are affecting our people because it hasn't, damn it, changed. The same conditions prevail. That's what I said, that quote earlier about power. Power is the ability to define reality. We have no power. We don't define shit. We go along to get along. If we had real power. So it doesn't make any difference whether we vote or not. And people talking about how important voting is. Sometimes they use, when I was was with the NACP back in the early 80s, they had this one piece where they talk about uh, some 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 vote that happened where they lost by one vote, where the, where the right man, because you didn't vote, and they would they would frame it that way because you didn't vote. This man who could do great things for us, he lost by one vote. <laughs> All the things that could have happened positively for us ain't gonna happen now because you didn't vote, and he lost by one vote. I've never voted for a Caucasian in an election in my life. I voted for people who I could support. If I supported you financially, I can support and I can vote for you. I would do that. And even the people that I've voted for and supported have been somewhat disappointing in terms of what actually happens. Definitely Barack Obama. You know. But even even my sister um in Wisconsin, Gwen Moore, you know, she's turning into that same kind of career politician as Maxine Waters and, you know, and all the other sisters that are in there, you know. Be interested to see what happens with Val Demings in that Senate race against Marco Rubio. Very interesting to see what happens with that. But anyway, let me take some more calls. Anybody wants to get in, hit star twice that are on the queue if you want to get in. And uh, give me a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. But getting back to what uh, Jay was saying, you know, and I don't know why, you know, maybe I, I didn't know the conversation, but this is what Ralph said the conversations was like, you know, and, and that's, is that Ralph's perspective on it. But to me, um, I put no faith or any credence at all in any of the people who want to be a politician to try to affect change within this system. Because it has it happened? Uh, no. 
It hasn't happened. It's not happening. And it ain't going to happen. Baba Ochi. Yes, go ahead. I can hear you. Go ahead. Baba Ochi, hello. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead, Brother Paul. Thank you. I've been, no, I've thank been, you. you. know, I apologize. Last time I tried to Okay. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Last time I tried to get on this software, yeah, and uh, I just seem to have some problems. Okay. Uh, but I've got through. I usually use the phone, but I've come, come through on the computer. Okay. For technical issues. Anyway, how are you? I'm doing well. You're kind of breaking up a bit, but let's let's see how it goes, Brother Paul. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's so, it's so good to hear. Um, or you got some um, added callers, and it's a, it's a good thing. And uh, I just want to say it's, it's important that uh, if, if you're a silent listener, as I often hear presenters, both on your side of the water and this side of the water, uh, you know, they they credit the silent listeners. But um, as a listener and as a contributor, I just want to remind those who are listening how important it is to um, give your voice and, and uh, give your injection. You don't you don't have to um, have a sophisticated argument, but um, your voice matters. You know, well, that's that. There's, there's, there's contribution. This, you know, right. Well, I've had some silent listeners, and I know I do. Important, I, divine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brother Paul, but I was just saying, I have some silent listeners. One brother just came to the fore, and that's Brother Irv Lewis out of Baltimore. He's been more vocal. And another silent listener was uh, Brother uh, Lust, Ted Lust, but he comes to the fore at times. You know, so I have some silent listeners, and, and I appreciate them as such as yourself, but I appreciate your contribution. In fact, I was going to read some of the stuff that you, not read, I was going to uh, present some of the stuff that you have been sending me over the periods of time. The, the one you sent me from the, um, talking about the, the UK, I was going to play that one. That's the, the former British soldier who, ex, who exposes the monarchy. I was going to play that one. Also, too, um, uh, Chris Kaba, what is that about? Brother Paul. You know, uh, um, you know, I apologize, um, um, Baba Ochi. For some reason, I'm going to have to um, go into this thing here because I'm, it's breaking up for some reason. I can, I'm just kidding. You asked about Chris Kaba. I heard Chris Kaba. Right. Baba Ochi, Baba Ochi, let's, let's say this. Let's say this. You know, you know one of the reasons why it's, uh, for those who are wondering why I... I need to call in because what, 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 what I get by listening to yourself and your great contribution and even the contribution of the uh, those who phone in, which is so important. That's why I say it's so important for silent listeners not to be silent listeners and contribute. We learn so much, you know, and when I see here in the UK, London, uh, around England, the same patterns of behavior, the same forms of control, the same statistics being quotum, the same politics, the same talk over and over again. Then I start to realize there's a bigger game being played. You see, this game that's being played, Baba Ochi, when, when, you, when, you, when they keep you in your box, contained in your little environment, in your area, you don't realize uh, how this game's being played on an international and international level. It's the same pattern. And it makes me think, who is controlling this game? Where are these policies come from? It's not a coincidence that the same things which are happening to Af- black African-Americans 
in over your side is happening to her. You ask me a question, who's Chris Cover? Well, as what I know, is the young man, um, about uh, a month ago, he was uh, driving in the car and the police approached him. For whatever reason, I don't know, he, he tended to dro- drive off. Uh, next thing, armed police came out and shot him in his head through the window, shot him through the car window in his head and killed him. Okay. So um, no one knows the full story. The police can't explain why he was shot in the head. He had no firearms. He had no guns or anything. But uh, firearms officers who were trained right. in uh, automatic weapons and so on and so forth decided one decided to eliminate him. Yeah, it's the same thing that um, happened. Is all so on that, it's the same that thing that cover. Yeah, um, you know. So the young people. Are, it's the same thing that happens sorry? here on a on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, you know, the police department has. Right, 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 right. I can just, I just, I just about hear you. For some reason, it's breaking up. So I'm just going to say this, Baba Oki. Okay, go ahead. You see, this is why it's important for us to speak, yeah? Because, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know about the, the young man's history. I, I don't know about the young man's history so much. Um, and nothing much, that much has come out, you know. Um, so we don't know. But what I'm saying is this, yeah. They, they, like you say, I heard you say every day these things are happening. Yeah, exactly. And they're almost trying to make it the norm, like it's it's acceptable to eliminate black men or black women. Right. I mean, it's it's like a, it's like um, um, our brother Franklin Jones says, it's a a form of social engineering. They're almost trying to make it acceptable that we can just be eliminated off the planet, just like that. And and you know, right. You know. So the point is this. The point is this. Um, we, 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 you know, I keep hearing with this thing. We've got to come together. We, I hear this all the time over here and over. There. But my, my question is, come together for what? What are we coming together for? You understand? Really, what are we coming together for? I mean, the thing is, yeah, we see what's happening around us. We, 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 we. Some of us know our history. We know the precedent. But in reality. You know, this is a reality. Some people don't share the same interests as us. They can see what we can see. They experience what we can experience, but they don't feel the same way. Like you rightfully say, they just want to go along and get along. Yeah. Whether it's to pay a bill, whether it's to, for promotion, whatever they want to do it for, that's what they want. And the truth of the matter is, right, when I, when I look at our history, our people's history, it's never the, the mass of people will overchange everything. It's always the minority. It's only a few will ever change. And those few have to be real revolutionaries. So the, the question I ask is, where are the real revolutionaries? Who's willing? I mean, it's easy to say I'm willing to give my life, but who's willing to live for this? Who's willing not to die and to fight for this and, and overturn this? Who's really willing? Where are the real revolutionaries? That's my question. Yeah, well... <laughs> I like to consider myself a voice to those who want to make those changes and a, give a platform to those brothers and sisters who want to encourage others to make those kind of changes. Once again, this program is about independence for African people. Independence. This is about self-determination, liberation, sovereignty, for African people. We ask nobody for nothing. 
We're talking about Pan-Africanism or we perish. We're talking about unifying or we will die. And that's a fact. That's a damn fact. We ain't talking about the Democratic Party, Republican Party. We ain't talking about all the things that this society wants to make you believe can, can, can happen for you. Yeah, they can happen for you individually. I would never talk about what an individual can accomplish as opposed to what we could accomplish collectively. Because what an individual does is pale and weak in comparison to what we can do collectively. That's where I'm coming from. And I will never argue that point. It's ludicrous to do so. But that's where we're in. We're in America. America perpetuates individualism, materialism, greed, and violence. And correct me if I'm wrong. So I'm saying, you know, this is what we must do, family. This is what we must do. Pull resources. Do for ourselves. You know? So, anybody else want in this conversation? Hit star twice. Dial 215-490-9832. Hey, Brother Paul. Hey, Brother Paul, can you hear me? Yeah, I can just about hear you, Bobochi. Okay. Um, just about here. Yeah, I, I, I heard you in and out. I can make up what you said. Okay. And you're absolutely right. Look, the last thing I say on this, and it really pains me, yeah? You know, I, I heard a brother phone in. Um, I'm going to say this, my summarization of this. A lot of us, right, in truth, are, are battle scarred. That's what's happened. That's my observation. We're battle scarred. Bobochi, I, I don't smoke, I don't drink. I don't. I've never smoked a cigarette or I've taken drugs in my life. I don't do it. But I've grown up around people who do these things. I don't judge them. That's what they do. But what, what, what I see, um, like some of my friends who I've grown with, their dependency on smoking marijuana, on drinking alcohol, it, it comes like it's part of their life. It's, they can't do without it. And I feel that the reason why they do it and it's become normal to them, is to escape. They're escaping from the reality. And this reality we face has scarred a lot of us. And, it's, and, a lot of, and, and I think it's a way of hiding the scars. Mm-hmm. I mean, you only need to, to, to um, be in a debate with someone and touch on some real things, and you see them change. That's the scars. This is what I'm talking about. I mean, we can always laugh and joke and put on that. But a lot of us are battle scars. This, this thing has been happening to us since we've been in junior school, and we're rising, you know? So the, what I'm saying is, the point is, is that, and I heard you talk about it before, and it's true. How, how do we, I mean, before, you know, what I'm saying is, before one can go into battle, we, you know, I can come on this here and tell you all the street battles I can. I'm from the street. I can tell you that, but I don't, I'm, I'm not, I know that's not going to change a damn thing because this is real. These people are organized. What's my, right. what's, what's, what's the, the people who are the guns and the knives I've seen, what's that going to help? That's not going to help nobody. Right. The reality of this thing, these people are very organized. And we have to get organized. Because, you know, me me coming on telling you all, all the gun battles and knife battles I've been in don't mean the damn thing. It means nothing. Right. The reality of it, I've seen how these people operate. How, I keep asking myself, how did these people, who you call the English, the English, managed to convince all of you to speak their language and three quarters of the world. How did they do that? That's called organization. Yep. No mafia can do that. 
No gang can do that. No, no, no street nonsense can do that. These people are totally organized, and that's how they manage yep. to control three quarters of the planet. So just take that message. We, all the gun talk, the bad talk, and all that, we need to organize what we need to damn do. And part of that organization means that we look at each other, start respecting each other, and stop killing each other. Stupidity. Yeah, but the reality. Hold on, Jay. Hold on, Jay. Hold on, Jay. Go go ahead and finish. Are you done with your point, Paul? I mean, uh, I'm not saying the the, the point. The point I'm trying to make. I'm not saying something that we don't already know. But coming from that environment, I I, I keep asking myself, why are we still behaving like this? Look, the only answer I can give. The only answer I can give. Maybe it's something they're putting in the drugs. Maybe it's something they're putting in the food. Maybe it's these vaccines they give us from birth. We know the vaccines dis- disproportionately affect black boys. So what else is affecting black boys? Is it making them angry? Is it making them psychopathic? Is it making them psychotic? What is happening here? Yeah. This is what I say about organizing. We need to organize and find out what yeah. are they doing to us while we're behaving like this? Yeah. Really? Because the same patterns which are there are happening here. And this yeah. is not a coincidence. So something in the food, Okay, let me let me get to another call. Thank you, brother Paul. Appreciate you, man. Just hold on. Go ahead, Jay. Three, four. Seven. You know the the thing the thing is, a lot of people get caught up in their emotions, and they don't deal in certain things logically and see the broad picture and the total scope of what's going on. Like this whole argument about a piece of shit like Hershey Walker and a piece of shit like Wafia Warner is now gonna basically destroy a, a friendship that one has had with each other over a three, four year period of time based on the reality that neither one of them motherfuckers would ever come to do anything for the next person. You know what I mean? Don't care nothing about me and you, but a disagreement on an opinion is now going to basically destroy a relationship based on one of the individual's emotions. That's the, that's like, and we wonder why white people control us the way that they do and have us on remote control and dictate how we interact with one another and how we behave towards one another. And we still in the position we in today that we were when they enslaved us. That's the craziest thing in the world is we allow BS to interfere with interrelationship that basically are life-giving when you're dealing with so many brain-dead individuals. All right. So now you lose a situation to where yeah. you could have discussions with somebody who could basically understand right. what you're going through, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, for what? All right. Some I hear bullshit. You. All right. All right, Jay. Right. But it's probably... Sorry, Jay, to cut you off. 
I'm going to get get another call. Okay, bro? All right. 404. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, yes, uh, yes, uh, I was calling back about that information about the Black Man March. Yes, please. Go ahead. It's called the Black Man's March on the Capitol of Georgia, and it's from 1 to 6, and they're meeting at Georgia Capitol State. And they have some information online. People could look to get more information about it. Like I said, I I knew about uh, uh, Omar Johnson. Uh, He's one of the people spearheading it. Okay, so Dr. Umar, Dr. Umar. It was a call for black unity and for the mm-hmm. community to come together the right way. That's what they call it. I know one person one who has two. been. I know one person who has been doing things similar to that is, is Brother Molly Davis from the Davis Bozeman Law Firm. Molly right, Davis, right, right. You know, and I, I hadn't heard anything about Umar Johnson coming here. Hasn't been on the internet. Hasn't been on anything that I've seen. But you're saying Dr. Umar Johnson is is leading this march. Well, actually, it's not really a I don't march. Know if he's leading it, but he's part of it. He, he's, he's part of he's it. He's going to be there at the march. He's, he's a part of it. Okay. And and so, really, it's not a march. It's a gathering of... of, 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 of... No, it's a march. They, they call it a march. They said it's a black man march. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying it's, it's not a march per se because they're not marching. They're, 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 they're meeting at the state capitol. Correct? And then they may march once they get to the state capitol. I, I don't know yeah. They call it in the march. That's, that's what they but call I don't know where they would go once that. they go to the state. If you're going to meet at the state capitol, I don't know where you're going to go after the state capitol because that's, that's where the situation needs to brought, uh That's where the attention needs to be held at the state capitol where the legislators are, the governor is, and so uh-huh. forth and so on. So so that's tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Okay. Yeah, and they, got, they can get some, maybe some more details online about it. But, okay, um, I'm going to definitely do that. That's what, it, that's what they, they said it was. So. All right. Thank you, my sister. Yeah, well, thank you, my brother. I appreciate you. <laughs> you too, dear. Yeah. You have a, you have a good program. weekend. Oh, yeah. You know, and I just wanted to say, you know, um, Martin Luther King was real fiery, and I understand that Warnock was, he was a follower of Martin Luther King and took over his church. So I wish he would, if he, you know, lead some of that way. He was just real strong about black, you know, fighting for African sure. people and things like that, and just be a, more powerful. Well, yeah, I, 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 I agree with that, and I think that Dr. King, right before his assassination, and all the Ooh. other things that were attacking him, was coming to the realization that there ain't a damn thing that he could do or any of us could do to to really make mm-hmm. a difference here with these Caucasians, with these white folks who run this stuff. And, 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 and even though they're experiencing negative population growth and by the year 2040, 2040, you know, mm-hmm. uh, less than uh, uh, 18 years from now, there will be a numerical minority in this country. Us, Latinos and indigenous people will be the majority in this country. But you know what? It still don't mean shit because they still going to run it. There's a lot of places they're not the majority and they still run it. And they're going to do it the same thing here. Although not being a numerical minority will cause a lot of anxiety for some Caucasians. And that's where you're going to have the backlash. That's where you're going to have all of these paramilitary groups and so forth. You know, you will not replace us. Jews will not replace all that kind of bullshit. You know. 
So well, I'm staying with the black power and African sovereignty. You know, we're going to keep fighting. You know, that's right, sister. Winning. You know, that's right. Together. That's right. That's right. I thank you. All right. Okay. Thank you. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and they sure to hell, damn it, don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful weekend. Be safe. Shimhotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahodie. Bibi Fahodie means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Have a blessed and wonderful weekend and be safe, family. Peace. <laughs>